All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We got the Jays on, mm-hmm. got the U.S. Open on, mm-hmm. but we're going to talk Oilers. Let's get into it with the lead. Mainly because I don't want to talk about Justin Thomas shitting his pants to start today's U.S. Open. I wager heavily on that guy every freaking tournament, and I am wildly disappointed more often than not. But he had, Damn a, it, JT. he had a great episode on full swing. He did. Him and Jordan Spieth, their best buds, kind of like me and you. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Just like me and you. Uh, welcome into Oilers Nation every day, live from the Sports Closet Studio. Sportscloset.ca is where you can check out everything they have in stock. Vladdy's up to bat right now. Certain someone on this show may have Vladdy over one and a half bases in this uh in this ballgame. Well, it ain't me. I don't think it's Gavin. Ah, good investigative uh, reporting there, Liam. Uh, Owen is in on the Oilers Nation YouTube with the first comment of the day. He says, I hope Evander can bounce back if he's fully healthy to start next season, plus a 900% save percentage. Campbell, we should be elite. I think that's an interesting point. Vladdy struck out, son of a gun. Uh, That's a good point. We're going to talk about Evander Kane. He's the title image on today's Mm -hmm. show for a reason. He is the subject of our player card, which we'll get to a little bit later on in the show. We also have a trade machine for AMA Travel. It's a spicy three-way trade that the AMA Travel trade machine has cooked up. And we also have our Sherwood Ford giant off-season question for the program today. Um, First off, oh, we got a trade. Really? Yeah, we do, but it's not important. Well, what is it? The Stars have traded Frederick Olofsson's UFA rights to the Avs. Whoa. Who the hell is Frederick Olofsson? He's a former second round pick from Sweden. 
That's my guess. I actually don't know. That. You actually don't know anything about him? No. I'm assuming he's from Sweden. 2014 uh, eighth round pick. No. Eighth pick of the fourth round in 2014. Eighth round pick. I was like, Jesus, they don't do that anymore, do they? Um, he's played 28 career NHL games and he's 27 years old. Um, I'm a little bit confused why team... Wait, why are... What do the Avs know? No, no, sorry. The, the Stars acquired it. Oh, no, yeah. The Stars traded his rights to Colorado. Uh, why? Why? He's 27 years old. He's played in 28 career games. He has one goal. Why are you trading for his rights? Just what, wait. What did they trade? Yeah, I don't think people are fighting over this guy. Uh, future considerations. Oh, that could be anything. Could be dinner next time they're in Colorado. Could be dinner at the draft. <laughs> it could that could be, be something yeah. they're wagering around this yeah. time of year. Uh, all right, so we have that trade. We also have another piece of breaking news we need to get to. That is significant. The New Jersey yes. Devils ink Jesper Bratt to a big money extension. Liam, news of this one coming down just a couple of minutes before our show. The AAV $7.85 million, and it's going to go the full eight years. Mm. I'll start on this one. I love the deal. I love it. This is a guy who scores a ton of goals. This is a guy who is a legitimate, legitimate play-driving top-line winger. He is that good. And when you put him with Jack Hughes or you put him with Nico Heeshire, you put him with whoever down the middle, you have a legitimate top line. To get that guy locked up, $7.8 million, he's 24, so you're getting the prime of his career and really no junkiers at the end of it. And by year three or four, when the cap's over $100 million, this guy takes up well under 10% of your uh, salary cap. You're laughing. You're absolutely laughing. Yeah, I think this is a a very good deal. I mean, Jesper Bratt has now become a back-to-back 70-point season guy. I think the value lines up very, very well. It's funny, Gavin and I were looking before. I was like, did he score 40 goals this season? And I, I didn't realize how big of a jump he had had from three years ago to two years ago, we had like 30 points and then he went to like 75. Mm, it's kind yep. of wild, but other contracts in comparison, Kevin Fiala makes the same. Uh, Feshnikov is just a little bit under that for eight years. And Cole Caulfield just recently got a similar deal too. Yeah. So it's pretty much right in line with what all these guys are getting. Like mm-hmm. it makes sense. It seems like a clear cut negotiation. One of those instances where the player obviously wants to be there. The team obviously wants to keep him. So Sign for what every other young player signs yeah. kind of thing. The the deal that I'm actually wondering about now and the impact this will have on it is Elias Pedersen out in Vancouver. Same age, Ooh. 24. Also, what is he? A legitimate play driving forward. But he's a center. He gets way more. He's got to get way more. He had right? 100 points this year, right? You got right. Did he have 100? Did I, think he he might, I think he might have got 100 exactly. Have a look. A lot of predictions on this show so far. Yep. Very ill-prepared. 102. <laughs> oh, right and he there. almost popped home 40. So what's Pedersen getting, man? Like, he might touch 11. Is that crazy? No, I don't think that's crazy. I was thinking 10. Let's call it. But if you're going to go the full it. eight and you're Pedersen, I almost sit there and go, why would you go the full eight if you're Pedersen? Like, you're probably worth five by nine right now at minimum. Five by nine, I think, would be a decent number. Then when you're 29, go get your last big ticket when the cap's at $110 million and you'll get $17 million a year. Mm. If I was a like brat, like I said, legitimate top line guy, he's not franchise level star player. If no. I'm franchise level star player right now, I'm not doing eight years. There's just no way. I think it made sense. Sorry to keep cutting off. Okay. I just have a lot of thoughts in my head <laughs> right now and I want to get them all out. If I was Zegras or Caulfield, that makes sense because you're 22. It's your mm. first contract out of your ELC. Sign till you're 29 and you're going to get a big ticket when you're 29 again, right? 
And if you're Pedersen, I think you could almost do the same thing. Like, don't go seven. Don't let this thing run till you're 31. Because then teams are going to sit there and go, I don't want to give you eight years. Do you think that Austin Matthews does as influences kind of ideas a lot more? I know because I mean, what did he get? Five years for how much is he on a year? 10, 10 million? Yeah. I think uh, 11.6. 11.6. God, I, got raked, Dubas got raked over the coals by that, eh? That and the Marner thing made no sense. He paid like yeah. star market value for two guys who clearly wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. And he let them both walk right. He didn't buy a single UFA year, man. Brutal. I It's interesting. I think players are all thinking that way, right? Is like, I want the Austin Matthews deal, but yeah. I'm sure other teams are looking at it being like, I don't want that to happen to me where it's like, Coming into the summer where you can sign Matthews and there seems to be so much uncertainty yeah. around it. I would, if Pet- if I was signing Pedersen, I would probably sign him to 11. The cap's going up by so much the next few years. Like Frank said the other day, like likely 18 yep. million within the next few years. If I'm the Canucks, years. I don't have a problem with 12, 12 Me and neither. a half. Like, like it's going to just I know, skyrocket. I know he's only been a hundred point guy once, but also I think this team, as much as we laughed about the Canucks and how they literally have no money, they owe money to the league actually. Mm-hmm. You gotta sign this guy. They've got a lot of players that are kind of coming through as well. I think the Canucks are gonna be somewhat of a dangerous team in the next few years, and this guy is gonna lead the way. Tyler Mulek says uh Patterson is a $10 million player. hundred percent he is. Hundred percent he is. I just wonder about the term. I even look at Matthews, man, and I'm like, okay, you're gonna be a UFA next year at 26. Hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Austin Matthews sign a three-year deal. Oh, no, me neither. I think Matthews is all about the money. I think literally you look through his career and everything he's done. Going to play in his draft year overseas. Yeah. Yeah. Signing a five-year ticket so he can get more money after that. Like he's the only person you ever see on TV because he's he's very good at marketing himself. You don't think he's getting some cash for that stuff? Like he is, he's making more than it looks like. I can tell you that much. Our pal Adam Seaborn, I think had, yeah, he did. Don't look at my screen. Okay. Okay. I want to ask you. He had a tweet about the most off-ice endorsement deals across the NHL. Okay. Who do you think the top five are? Well, Drop I, your guesses in the comments. I, I did see number one on your list, so I know it's Mitch Marner. He's number oh, one. you cheater. I saw it. You told God, me not to look too late. in the freaking game. Okay, Matthews has got to be on there. Yeah, now you've got two of the five. So, so am I... Is McDavid on the list? Yeah, you got three. Two more. Crosby. Eh. Not even in like that list. Oh, is Bo Horvat on the list? Go Otto, yeah. baby. That's four. One more. Uh, what conference do they play in? East. Are they Canadian? Yes. Eastern Conference, Canadian. Brady. Oh, no, Brady Kachuk's not Canadian. I don't know. Brad Marchand. Really? Yeah. Adam Seaborn had the tweet. Uh, Mar- Marner has 10 individual brand deals. Marchand has nine. Oh, I guess Marner's on that. Um, Skip the, Skip dishes. the dishes. Yeah. yeah Leafs morning take. Yeah. Proud sponsor. Yeah. Um, Matthews and McDavid are tied at seven. Horvat has six. Ovi's at five. Suzuki, Kopitar, Burakovsky at four. Burakovsky. Why? He's got to have some stuff going on in Seattle. <laughs> that is the strangest one. Tavares is uh, at three. They have Burakovsky doing adverts, but they don't have Jordan Eberle. Uh, what was he, the ATB man? Him and Giordano, yeah. Come on, he's got the experience. On-camera experience is vital. Uh, so Adam Seaborn says that this info is from Sponsor United. 
and they use only things they believe to be national sponsorship, regional and local deals not included. How does Andre Burakovsky have three national deals? What companies are, I want to talk to those companies because I got some sweet advertising space to sell you. <laughs> yeah. um, some people were guessing Stamkos. I think it's a good guess. Sam Squatch said McKinnon. That's a great guess. Someone else said Nylander. Uh, Dr. Gonzo said Makar. Makar would have been a good guess as well. JT said Gretzky. Um, active players, obviously. Yes. Yeah, we know We know Wayne does well in the corporate space. Uh, all right. Let's uh, continue along here with the show, I guess. Kind of lost my train of thought there for a second. I'll get us back on the train of thought with the show. Yeah. 27 likes, 124 people watching. Bullshit. Pump it up. Yeah. Come on, pump it up. That's my dad's favorite song. Every time we go to any sporting event and that song comes on, he stands own. up and punches the air as much as he can. He even he's, does well, it he's at listening. home. Yeah, well, yeah. you got to pump it up. You know, he gets so fired up and then he tries <laughs> to get me involved. So, ah, dad. Sherwood Ford <laughs> Giant offseason question time for our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant. We're in the month of June. Every test drive that you, the listener, goes in and takes, they'll make a donation to the Strathcona Community Hospital Foundation. Shout out to our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant. We are halfway through the month of June. We are 12, 13 days away from the NHL draft. We are 10 days away, 11 days away until I'm in Nashville doing Oilers Nation every day from the NHL Awards and NHL Draft. we got a spot picked out at a bar. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, all brought to you by our friends at AMA Travel. But let's stick with the short for giant offseason question, Liam. And today we're playing a little hypothetical game. If the Oilers were gifted $5 million in cap space, mm-hmm. what would they do with it? What's your answer? Is this... Just a five million flat is yep. additional. A little the cap space fairy comes down to Ken Holland and says, "Here's five mil. What do you want to do with it, Ken? What do they do?" I'm gonna try and sign Bouchard to five by five or a four by five or something like that. So you're gonna use the money to go long term on Bouchard? Yes. So I threw this question out there on Twitter, got a handful of replies. Um, Tanner Dorian says only one answer. It's signed Bouchard to an eight year deal. Sloppy said signed Bouchard long-term trade for Konechny. Can't do both of those with 5 million bucks, but I, I understand the thinking there a little bit. Brandon said easy long-term deal for Bouch. Scott said put in a massive trade offer for Brett Pesci, who some consider the right shot Matthias Ekholm available on the market. D's in and says signed Bouch long-term. Um, yeah, someone else said, you know, you, you just sign Boosh. Tyler Mulek says you trade for Tom Wilson or sign Vlad Tarasenko. Tarasenko. Tarasenko would be an interesting one. That is interesting. Anytime you could pop a 40-plus goal potential guy into your lineup, you're laughing. That's um, kind of a name that I think we're forgetting is a free agent this summer. Yeah. I don't think he's coming here by any means, but you feel like he should be a little bit. He's only 31. I cheated fairly well in New York in this mm-hmm. short time. Here's where I'm going. Mary. The answer is not signed Bouchard long-term. No? Short what do you? Term. What's the goal next year? Win the cup. You make every, every decision they make. And it, we just watched Vegas do this. The NHL is a copycat league. Mm-hmm. Teams love this stuff. You go make next year's team as good as possible if you're the Oilers. Yes. Sure, you're going to have to pay Bouchard more in two or three years. Whatever. Cap will go up. You'll deal with it then. Who cares? You'll have contracts off the books. All that stuff. You go out and you make this year's team as good as possible. Maybe you do go finally buck up and trade Cody CC and then you you have $8 million to spend or something like that. But I think you make next year's team as good as possible. I would take the 5 million. I would try to trade for Wilson or Konechny. Make next year's team as good as possible. That's got to be the mantra here. Like, yeah, you can keep an eye on the future at sometimes, but now's not that time for the Oilers. I want chips in the middle. I 
Again, I've never been one to sit here and do the whole like the windows closing, the windows closing. You have two more years of Leon Drysaddle till he's going to cost you a ton of money. You need to make these next two years count. Mm-hmm. They blew it by not going as as hard as possible when these two, 97 and 29, were on their ELCs. They absolutely blew it. They had that deadline in 2017. They got DeHarnay. They should have went <laughs> way harder than that. And yeah. don't make that same mistake here. You got to go all in. I'm yeah. not talking push 90% of your chips in and save 10%. I'm talking 100% of your chips got to be in every summer. Well, yeah, if they, get, if they now have hypothetically 10 million to play with, then that changes things massively. Mm-hmm. But you kind of look back at what Colorado got like value deals on a Burakovsky, right? When he yep. was there, they managed to get Nazim Kadri come in and kind of change things. And maybe that's a better approach to it. Like at two or three, like lower, not lower down the lineup, but like depth, deeper forwards and help out a little bit there, shake things up. I think the others need to find a way to find more of an identity in the bottom six, a variety of identity, I think is a good way to do it. Like just different players, you know? So yeah, I mean, I think either approach kind of works. Yep. Uh, Daniel Nugent Bowman today in the athletics said reading between the lines, it's clear. Ken Holland sees a one year deal for Bouchard mentioned the cap going up in neck in the next few summers. So he says Bouchard one mil or one year in the three million dollar ballpark. I'm fine with that. The only too. thing there that'd be worried, worrisome, because again, Bouchard's not he can't go to arbitration. No. He's not at that point yet in his career. Next summer he can. So if you're Bouchard, it almost makes sense to punt it a year down the road and, mm. and wait till you can get to ARB. You might be a five million dollar ARB case. Uh, but he does mention the idea of offer sheets. I'm Gregor and that. Sarah Volley have that today, had that oh, talk today on the rundown and like you got to look at it from all perspectives. It's easy to sit there and say the Oilers are in a bad spot and offer sheets mm-hmm. possible. Okay, well, let's, let's dig a layer deeper. Evan Bouchard is very early in his NHL career. By quarterbacking the number one power play in NHL history, you are going to set yourself up for such a good payday. One day, yeah. You want, what do you want to do? Take the offer sheet from Arizona because they have a bunch of draft capital or Detroit and go to one of these teams that's just trying to get in the playoffs. Maybe they have a couple of good forwards, but no one at that level. You want to go there and, and try to quarterback that power play and set yourself up for future value? No, it makes way more sense. Um, makes way more sense for him to stay in Edmonton. So Bouchard agreeing to the offer sheet, I don't think makes a lot of sense. And then you also have to go look at the, the way the structure works for offer sheets and what teams would have to give up, right? I'm pulling it up right now. So offer what sheet. is it? Under like 2 million, it's like a fourth round pick or something. Okay, isn't it? so one, one to 1.4 million on an offer sheet is no compensation. Okay. okay. 1.4 to 2.1 is a third. 2.1 to 4.2 is a second. Okay, Edmonton's matching anything under 4.2. I think Edmonton's matching anything under like six or seven. So the next one, which is a first and a third round pick, is 4.2 to 6.3. Edmonton's matching six point up to 6.3. You yeah. make it work, right? Like you you don't give up Bouchard for just a first and a third. The next tier is 6.3 to 8.5. So if you really want to put the boots to the Oilers, you go 8.5 for one year. At that point, Edmonton would get a first, a second, and a third back. Not Bouchard value at all. But there's also only three, six, nine, eleven teams in the NHL who can even afford it. So all those teams there in the color are the ones that could afford to do it. Anaheim, Arizona, <laughs> Buffalo, Calgary, Carolina, Chicago, Dallas, Detroit, Nashville, Seattle, St. Louis. Okay, now let's quickly do this where what teams would even need him. So he wouldn't accept a deal to 
Anaheim, Arizona, Calgary, I would assume. Chicago. Like maybe he would be like, oh, yeah, Chicago will play with Bedard. I'll quarterback that power play. They're going to give me eight and a half mil for a year and then re-sign me to a long-term deal after. Detroit isn't doing it. I don't think Detroit will do it. There's a respect factor in some cases. Yeah. Eisenman <laughs> wouldn't do it to Holland. They have Mort Sider. Yes. Yeah. Also that. Buffalo's not doing it. They have Dolly and Empower to eventually yep. pay. Carolina, actually have a pretty stacked blue line, so I don't think they'll And they're them. in cap trouble. Dallas is in cap Dallas. trouble. Nashville doesn't need them. They got Barry, Seattle, like again, Seattle, Anaheim, Chicago, I think are the three you'd look at and be like, ah, maybe they do it. But again, are any of them going to dish eight and a half million dollars out for one year of Evan Bouchard to even make Edmonton flinch? No way. I don't. And again, he's got to accept it. That's the thing. That's the other thing too. This isn't just like they're offering it. I have to take it. Like Bouchard has to agree. The only team on that list I could see considering it would it be St. Louis? Just looking at the team. They like, have look the, at how much money are they spending on D right now, man? You got no Falk, like this. Falk, Krug, Pareko, Letty all making north of four. Their match of this offseason is to get rid of one of those. They can't afford an eight and a half million. Maybe if they get rid of Falk. Yeah. But who's taking Falk? Right. So maybe, like but I mean, out of all of those teams, that's the one team I think would be a realistic option ish. I don't really think any of them are that realistic. I, I think it's one of the rebuilding teams that would throw eight and a half at them. Um, and and that's it. Everything else, Edmonton's matching. Seattle, so, maybe. I don't know, man. I don't think any of them, but if there's a couple in there that might speculate. If there's one rebuilding team, who do you think it would be? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Anaheim. Yeah. Again, they have like Drysdale and stuff and Zellweger. Yeah. They don't need them. They so then I'll them. say... What about Montreal? They don't have the draft capital. Oh, yeah, they're not the draft off. capital. Chicago, right? You want yeah, a puck mover for Bouchard. You have all the cap space in the world. Maybe Chicago is the one team you watch. But like, we don't see them. We've what seen, it, what, two in the last decade? And they've both involved Montreal and Carolina. Because they got into a pissing match. So like, you know, I don't know. I just don't see it. Uh, Tyler Mulek said, it's the Ducks' revenge for Lupul. I thought it was Penner. It's Penner it, we offered. It was Penner, yeah. Yeah. 
I get it though. Yeah. Revenge narrative. Um, that would be hilarious. Yeah. Like, I just get over it <laughs> again. Bouchard will be back next year. An offer sheet. Like I don't think someone's out there trying to screw the Oilers so hard that they would give Evan Bouchard eight and a half million dollars for a year. You would also have to remember what comes after that eight and a half million dollars arbitration and qualifying mm. offers. Right. So you're going to, you're going to run the risk of Bouchard being like, I'm taking the qualifying offer next yeah. summer of 10 mil or whatever the hell it'd be. Like, there's no way. Since 2010, there has been five. Yep. Uh, Cockney Niemi, which was not matched, and he went to Carolina. Obviously, Sebastian Aho, which probably benefited Carolina more than yep. anyone. Ryan O'Reilly to Calgary. Do you remember that one? I vaguely do now that I see it. So he was holding out, right? Yes. And was that it was in the lockout shortened year, but Calgary didn't read the CBA right is how the story goes. And if he would have agreed to that, Calgary would have had to put him through waivers. Oh, no. So they would have signed him and like Columbus, I think was in last or some shit like Columbus could have picked him up for nothing. Why would they have had to do that then? Was I just it was just a ruling, you know, like the Oilers signed Demers and it was like, oh, Jason Demers to get his contract into an NHL deal once the season has started, you yes. need to run them through waivers. So the only team that could have signed him would have been Colorado. Yeah. Wow. So Calgary almost, and I mean, O'Reilly in a way almost screwed himself, but he wanted to go back to Colorado. He wanted to yeah. sit up the season. So it made sense. Uh, Shea Weber was the other one, the 14 year deal. That for, one when was Philadelphia. Yeah. They really put him in a pretzel there. And Nicholas Jonathan, which was the Sharks and Chicago for 14 million for four years. But the Sharks did that. Because then they knew it would force. Uh, ooh, oh my God! Second of the game. Let's go, Jano. Jano. Danny uh, Jano. They did that because they wanted Chicago to have to make a decision between Jalmerson and Niemi. What happened? They oh, match on Jalmerson. They acquire Niemi. They Niemi. Yeah. Yeah, and there wasn't really any like Penna. So Penna and Cochran Niemi are the only two. Who offers she did Bacchus? Vancouver. Oh, wow. Three years, 7.5 million. It's kind of funny just to see the money that was involved. That was like in a these. two and a half million dollar a year offer sheet on David Baggis. No yeah. shit, they matched it. Yeah, there was one to Philadelphia, Vancouver, 1.9 million for Ryan Kessler for one year. Yeah. You think Vancouver weren't going to accept it? That's what I mean, right? <laughs> like, people are always going to match. Teams are always going to match the stuff if they like the player. They'll make it work. I like this one from Naeem, though. I'm more worried about an offer sheet for Clowder. Can't afford anything True. over two mil. Like that's the one where if you're Edmonton and some team loves Ryan McLeod and they offer sheet him at 4.289 million. So just under that threshold where Edmonton is like, shit, that's too much money for us to bring this yeah. guy back. But then Edmonton's also like, shit, all we'd get is a second round pick for giving him up. If you want to put the boots at Edmonton, offer sheeting Ryan McLeod might be a better way to do it. Yeah, I mean that's a guy that still don't accept it, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, as a as a bright future out of him as well. I mean, you're right. That doesn't. That it would be the one that would maybe we should be a bit more worried about. Does he have ob- arbitration rights? Yeah. So maybe that benefits him a little bit more than signing. Yeah, it does. Um, because like Dom Lachizan's projection on him is like insane. It's like a four million dollar deal. What the analytics crowd loves Ryan McLeod. I love Ryan McLeod too. Someone too. else said I don't, they don't see what they what everyone else sees in him. He's fast with no finish. It'll come, man. He's still young, like he's twenty three years old. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't come in these next few years, then I'll agree with you. But I'm willing to bet on Ryan McLeod having a breakout year at some point. Four point something million for Ryan McLeod. That's what his like player card projection was, or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just got to look at the numbers that are right in front of you. Produced at like almost a 40 point pace, almost hey, playing no time with McDavid. Definitely. Like he had a good season, but he's also, 
had injuries throughout his young yeah. career so far and all that kind of stuff. I think that weighs into it a little bit more. Yeah. So the answer to the short four giant question of if the Oilers were gifted $5 million in cap space, what would you want them to use it on? You said go long-term with Bouchard. Yes. I said spend it on the roster. Go get Wilson. Go get Konechny. Go get whoever. Go get that guy. Mm-hmm. Make your team next year as good as possible. There was a comment in here from Davin. Everyday listener, we love having you on the show, but I got beef with your point. Wow, Davin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're the, not new, good. you're the new Chell Iverson. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Gavin says, we need players with cup experience. I want to I dig into that a little bit because okay. I think it's a little bit nonsensical. I also think the others have that. Ekholm. Brett Kulak. Sure, Brett Kulak did it in the bubble year. Yeah. But they've been on a couple of long playoff runs now. The Oilers yeah. have the experience of losing in the conference final. Mm-hmm. The Oilers have the experience now of getting bounced in the second round. They've lost the eventual cup champions twice. The idea that there are these magical lessons you get. And when people talk cup experience, they almost always talk about guys who won the cup. Mm-hmm. Did Florida not get as much experience as Vegas this year? Uh, you could argue they got maybe more. a little bit more because they learned from the hot experience. Yeah. yeah. I don't love the whole, you need to go get guys with cup experience. Cause once you've, once you've played in the playoffs, you know what the playoffs are about. There's a little bit of something sure of like the grind of getting to round three or four, but this Oilers team's been to round three. Yeah. Came within a couple of games of getting there a few times now, 2017, this last year as well. I think the idea of like, oh man, you, you need to go get guys who have won, who've got rings, who can sit in the room and be like, Rah, look, I won with the Hawks in 2012 or whatever, you know? And I, I just don't <laughs> really buy that all that much. I do think those guys have a lot of value. I would like to that in now like, i think adding duncan keith last season was beneficial but to he's not group. but he's not just a dude with rings he's a hall of famer sure he's another level of, yeah. of that i suppose but like i think having those guys with the experience like i can't remember what game it was maybe it was after game one or maybe it was just in general throughout that run like the players were just like yeah you could just look down the bench and there was keith and he just seemed not yeah. phased by any situation i think that is good to have but like you said like it's been Two years now where this team has had expectations to do very well and they've won three playoff rounds now in two years. That's good experience. Tyler Mulek says you need guys that have won. Look at the Golden Knights. They had, what, 13, 14 guys who, uh, that have won previously. Had they? Did they? Petrangelo? Petrangelo. They had guys who had gotten to the dance. Stevenson had won. Stevenson. Um, I guess. Kessel. Kessel. Kessel, Kessel um, Martinez. Yeah, okay. They had a handful of guys that had won. McNabb Mc- may have won. Braden McNabb. What did they? Are they going from the Kings? Yeah, wasn't he a King when they won? Yeah, but he might have been like a seventh defenseman. Yeah. Okay, so if you want to use the Golden Knights as one example of like guys that have won and you in a way need to like remove like those lightning teams that won because they were going back to back to back, whatever, right? Well, the first year they did it. Like who did they have? Patrick Maroon? I guess. Like really? Like it's just like sometimes the, the Washington Capitals happens. in 2018 had, I don't think anybody that had won a Stanley Cup. Or what year like, was that one? 2018? Yeah, I was just looking at their roster and like I don't, none of those guys stood out as like, Cup winners. The Blues, when they won, didn't have a ton of like cup winners. They ran a rookie goalie. Like, I don't know. I just think that's one of those narratives that's a little overblown in the NHL. It's like, you need guys that have won before. And it's like, I, I don't know. You need guys. It's not about playoff winning. experience. Sure. sure you but, can't just go into the season being like, well, we're cup contenders and nobody's been to the playoffs before. Yeah. But like, my argument is the Oilers have, Evander Kane's been on playoff runs now with Edmonton, with San Jose. McDavid and Drysaddle have been on playoff runs, proven they can perform in the playoffs, all of that stuff. Zach Hyman's now been on playoff runs. 
go down the list of all the important pieces. Darnell Nurse has now been on playoff runs. Matias Ekholm's been to a cup final before. These guys have been on playoff runs. And I think you can't just go into the offseason and be like, we need guys who, who got rings on their finger. Because you don't. I'm looking at this team, and I don't know if there's anybody. Maybe Matt Niskanen? No, he was like a flyer and stuff. Uh, wasn't he a penguin? Okay, yeah, yeah. He might he might have won with the pens. Other than that, like I'm not really seeing anyone. Nope, I'm not either. JB Brooks Orpic would have won with the pen. So they had like a couple. Yeah, so maybe one or two. Okay, yeah. sure. I mean, either way, like it kind of just is what it is. I yeah. think that the recipe for playoff success is certain positional players more than experience. Mm-hmm. You need that great defenseman. You need your offensive guys. You need a goalie to get hot for two months. It, Mike McKenna on Daily Face of Live the other day said he's not even sure Aiden Hill is a starting goaltender in the NHL yet, right? Yeah. But he just got hot at the right time and the team played great in front of him and it benefited everyone. You could have called every team in the NHL last summer and said, yes. I'll give you two first round picks to take Sergei Bobrovsky's contract. Mm-hmm. And they all would have hung up the phone with you. The talk in January was that that guy was going to have an injury and might not play again. Yeah. Like, come on. Coincidentally. It, I think <laughs> another thing is that we don't, we don't count the luck factor enough. Oh, big time. The yes. Florida Panthers were 59 seconds away from losing game seven. Yeah. And they got a lucky bounce. Brandon Montour scored, and then they won it right away in OT. Right? Definitely. Like it, it is it is a big luck factor, isn't it? And yeah. you know, it's a the, the playoffs are are just moments built as one, yeah. right? Like, what if Laurent Brassois never got hurt? You know, that's yeah, the biggest knows? turning you point. You never would Vegas. have known what Aiden Hill was. You never would have got there. They might not have even, I think the others would have beat Vegas if Brassois would have been in goal, Maybe. to be honest. They were doing very well against him. Hill was lights out. Hill was unbelievable. And we and, thought it was going to be a turning point. And then you look at also stuff like Jonathan Marshall, who goes on to win the uh, yeah. Smythe. He didn't have a goal until game three of the series against yeah. the Oilers. And then he just gets hot and just goes in these runs. And yeah, it's just just moments that get you there, right? And there you go. I don't know. Vegas. Vegas were a very good team this year. We underestimated them all season. Uh, Dangerous Wade said Vegas winning was luck and the luck of no injuries. Excuse me. Mark Stone had a debilitating back problem. <laughs> so how dare you? Hey, Alex Petrangelo. People played hard against him. That's tough on a guy. <laughs> Made up a Darnell Nurse suspension. Only gave Petrangelo one game. Good times. Good memories. Uh, let's do our player grade for today. Uh, up on the list is Evander Kane, number 91. We're getting close to the end. Who do we got? Kane, Nuge, Connor. Yesy. Kane, Nuge, Connor. Uh, <laughs> so only three more player grades to get through for we, this year. Should we do a Woodcroft one? Yeah, sure. We could do a Woody one. Okay. Number 100. Uh, but today's is Evander Kane. It's brought to you by Star Mechanical, Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company. Uh, here's what I got cooked up for Evander Kane. Listen, it was a tough year for him. Mm. He did. Didn't stay healthy. Not his fault either. There are injuries where you're like, oh my God, this guy's injury prone. And then there's getting your skate, your wrists cut with a skate. And you're like, ah, I kind of cut that guy a little bit of slack. Uh, He only dressed in 41 games. So exactly half the year scored 16 goals, 28 points. So he would have been, you know, 56 point guy, 32 goals. If he played the whole season, who knows? Maybe more if, you know, you get momentum playing throughout the course of the season. You got to dig him a bit because he didn't play the full season. He had some down moments as well where he looked, I think disinterested is a bad way to put it, but he had his lulls throughout the year that we didn't see maybe in his first season with the club. I gave him a B minus for his regular season. Because again, you got to knock a little off because he didn't play. Mm -hmm. 
dash four. 28 points in 41 games is still good. 16 goals in 41 games is still good. But when you only play 41 games and you have some tough moments in there, some stretches where you didn't score a lot within that 41, you got to ding him for that. What do you think of B minus? Yeah, I think B minus is probably fair B at the most. I think too, like you said, if you play more games, you get more momentum. And also I think you got to factor in that. It's similar to Yamamoto in a way where the first five games coming back are an absolute dogfight. Usually a off, yeah. So you rule that out a little bit. Like, Kane should have probably been a 40 goal guy this season. Yeah. And he just didn't work out. And it's hard to really judge him on everything because of the injuries he sustained. And I'm not fully convinced he was healthy at all from the moment he got hurt against Tampa Bay to, yeah. to today, probably. So yeah, that's fair. I would give him a C in the playoffs. I think he did have those couple of games where he had some decent goals for the team. It wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. You're right. So yeah, I think that's fair. A 99% chance of returning. I mean, what are you, you're not I wouldn't rule it out, but yeah, I don't think they're moving him. Yeah, it's not a hundred because he's not like the inner circle kind of group. Mm-hmm. And if someone called you and was like, we want it really bad. I don't think you'd be like, oh, I'm not listening. Like, yeah. You listen, but like, no, you're not trading Evander Kane. Um, yeah. In the playoffs, he didn't score against Vegas. He went the final one, two, three, four, six, seven games of that series without scoring a goal. It, there just wasn't enough. And then you also add in like, I think against LA, he scored three, but one was an empty netter, I believe. One of them came in the blowout win. Like, I didn't see enough in the big moments from Evander Kane, so I went C minus. He was one of those pieces, new time and included, who were disappointing. Wasn't the the blowout game goal though? Wasn't that a big one within the game? I think that was the one that gave him like a three one lead or something uh, maybe, like that. Maybe. Yep. But either way, like it wasn't enough. Like it looked like he had a little bit of jump in him at the start of the Vegas series, where he he assaulted Keegan Colas at the time. Yeah, Did you see that? When he was that. on the ice and he was punching him. In the ribs. Oh, unbelievable. Right in the right in the cage. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Then we just never really saw it. His biggest moment was flipping off that lady in the crowd of the other way around, really, in yeah. some ways. So, well, I think we'll get more from him next season. We'll be fine. Yeah, if he plays all 82, you can pencil him in for 30, yeah. I think, right? Yeah, I think so. That's, again, at five point whatever million bucks. <laughs> if you get 30 from him, 30 from Hyman, 30 from Nuge every year, Ooh. you're laughing. So again, all you need to do is pop home 30 and he'll be good. Jays are falling apart. I think John Schneider just got kicked out. They're not falling, falling apart, but... What are we looking at, yeah? It's 2-2 in the bottom of the fifth. They're Sorry. falling apart? <laughs> oh, but they just made an error and Schneider got kicked out. So like things are happening. I, I think they might be starting to fall apart. Oh, maybe Schneider didn't get kicked out. Maybe it was Pete Walker. I thought the ump threw someone out. Anyways, uh, Eric says, we're like four months away from Oilers hockey. This sucks. Yeah, we got to get through June. We got the draft coming up. Free agency might be a little uneventful, though, for the Oilers. And then we coast into summer mode. We build a new studio. (laughs) We come back fresh and sexy in uh, September, late September, early October. Yeah. It's the plan. Someone called Solomon. Solomon is leading the U.S. Open now. Really? I saw Ricky Fowler was tied, wasn't he? Yeah. He, oh, sorry. Yeah. Tied for first. Yeah. yeah Ricky Fowler dash four. and Xander Schauffler has fallen down. It's the Betway Other Sports Report, I guess, as we take, yeah. uh, take a look at that. Justin Thomas is three over, tied for 60th. I'm livid. Would love to see him knocking a birdie or two down the stretch here in his final six holes. Um, how are the Canadians doing? Adam Hadwin's two under. That's good. Corey Connors is one under as well. Adam Svensson is even through 13. Nick Taylor, our new boy, he is not teed off yet. That comes a little bit later on in the day. Same with Taylor Pendrith. So there's your Canadians in action. Oh, Max Hughes hasn't teed off yet either. So still lots of guys to tee off at the U.S. Open, which is taking place at the Los Angeles Country Club. Is it always the same place? No, always a different place. The oh, US Open. very cool. And they, 
they Masters do it. is one place. Masters is one place. Every other one switches around for okay. the most part. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, the U.S. Open. They give it a... Dude, I think you can look up who's hosting like the 2040 U.S. Open. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Who's... I got it nailed down. It is weird. Like, they go so far in advance. Uh, the USGA has announced that Pebble Beach will host four U.S. Opens in the next 22 years and four U.S. Women's Opens until 2048. Yeah. Like, it's weird how they do it. Anyways. Good for them. Yep. I love watching some golf on a Sunday, though. What? We got the Canadian Grand Prix this weekend. Really? Where? Uh, Montreal. And then we'll have uh, this as well. The U.S. Open final day. Giddy it's going to be a great Sunday. My parents are away, so I'm going to be house-sitting by going down to Seattle to watch George Strait and then also the Mariners versus the White Sox. That'd be good. So I'll be kicked up in the Lazy Boy watching nice. some sports all day. Uh, some other news from around the NHL world. Ethan Bear is undergoing surgery for the Canucks. He sustained a shoulder injury at the Worlds. He will be out for six months. And Darren Dreger says there are a few teams poking around the Sabres on Victor Olofsson. Nothing close, but goal scorers normally draw attention. So we started the show with Frederick Olofsson news. Say. Now we are talking about Victor Olofsson, the better of the two Olofsons, a guy who scores quite a bit. I don't hate him as an idea in Edmonton. The only problem is he's 4.75 million bucks. Do you think that's who Colorado thought they were getting? <laughs> They're like, holy shit, future considerations? <laughs> we got all we're of in. <laughs> Sackick's like calling everyone. He's like, you won't believe this. <laughs> calling him a car? We just got Victor Olsen for nothing. From Dallas. <laughs> what? Damn it, Joe. Sleepy Joe. Uh, uh, he shoots left, so probably not. Actually, nah, a great fit with great the fit. Yeah. Is he play? He's off wing, though? He can. I, guess, eh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I uh, I like the right wing options. The others are out there, but I do like Victor Olofsson. Good player. <laughs> Davin says, let's go Elks. <laughs> Did you know G-Roy freaking Simon is our assistant GM? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, I thought he it? was the GM. No, it's... Uh... Is he Chris Jones? I think Chris Jones just wears all so, the hats, right? So my dad was... Uh, my dad loves the Elks. And I, I, I like the Elks as well. And he... He, every time he goes, it's good. They're going to win. They're going to get it. And they never do. Did you see what happened on that final drive on Sunday when they played? Uh, when Trevor Harris, they were just trying to score. Then Trevor Harris got hurt or the Elks final drive. Uh, the Elks final drive. Oh, where oh. they literally just ran into the pile three times. In oh a yeah. Row. Third and one. You don't have Derek Henry on your team. No. Throw the damn ball. Yeah. I'll run it. Whatever. But the last play call too was just atrocious. Trying like the around the end, like just a mess. The end zone is so big. Spread it out. Get people moving. You're right. Cause some chaos. Taylor Cornelius also doesn't throw the ball that well. No, he doesn't. What does he do well? I don't know. Uh, The Elks are in action this Saturday, five o'clock in BC, taking on the Lions. Next home game is the 25th. So there we go. Um, Mm. That's all, I think. Oh, no, we got to do trade trade machine. Trade machine. AMA Travel Trade Machine. Check them out, amatravel.ca. Trave on, save on travel insurance, guided vacations and tours, hotels, car rental, all that. I got my car rental for my trip to Toronto slash Buffalo in September and my hotel all done on amatravel.ca. I'm laughing. I'm laughing. Uh, today's trade machine, three-way deal. I asked producer Aaron. I said, Aaron, give me a name to plug into the trade machine. He said Kevin Hayes. I said, Aaron, damn it. We've done Kevin Hayes before. Mm-hmm. We've done a lot of players twice now, so it's fine. Uh, so I cooked up a three-way trade. It involves Kevin Hayes going to the Washington Capitals. Get them some center depth. They need a stud. They're going to move Kuznetsov to the Blue Jackets. Columbus also wants a centerman. High-end offensive piece to slide into that top six. Uh, Can't you see it now? Goudreau, Line, 
Kuznetsov, three players who have reputations of becoming disinterested on a team with Mike Babcock. <laughs> Hello. And Columbus <laughs> trades a first round pick to Philadelphia. So Philly gets Kevin Hayes out of there. They get yeah. a first round pick for him. Washington goes, hey, Kuznetsov out. Hayes in. Perfect. Columbus says, we got a centerman. I am... Um... When I vision this, I vision this very perfectly. Like Kuznetsov just getting back to what he was a few years ago and all that kind of stuff. Kevin Hayes, I think Philadelphia would do this trade. I think just to get out of that Kevin Hayes contract is something they would definitely want. Columbus get the the sentiment they need for only a couple of years and the potential behind him is good still. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Washington would do this though. That's the only team I kind of got a little fiddle with here. Just the three years on him. I'm trying to pull up the money here. Like his net subs only got two left. And if they're looking to shake up that core a bit, you would save 700 K in cap space. Yeah. Like I don't, I think Kevin Hayes by all accounts is a, is a very good, like people like him by all accounts. So maybe it wouldn't be too bad for them. Yeah. This is an interesting one. There's always obviously a little extra pieces here and there in these three-way trades, but I think this is something Philadelphia would seriously consider and Columbus need that center. It kind of fits well. And like you said, if Washington want to shake up the call, then maybe Hayes is the guy. Maybe I'll take it. Sure. Why not? Yeah. I was trying to decide. I, again, I don't know who says no to this one. I just look at it all. I go, I think it checks a lot of boxes for everyone involved. Swing that back up, Aaron. Sorry. What if the middle guy said Mark Shifley? So you move to Columbus, and then you have Winnipeg instead of Washington. But Pitt, Philly uh, does Winnipeg? No, Winnipeg wouldn't want Kevin Hayes though. They want young pieces. Mm, Four-team trade. Four-team trade. Shifley to Columbus, Kuznetsov to Winnipeg, Hayes to Washington, oh. first rounder to Philly. No, that's good. That probably doesn't make sense for Winnipeg either. That really doesn't. I, I do wonder if the trade machine could spit something out with a Shifley Columbus. See, I wonder if I could find yeah. a way to communicate with him and get that done for someday. Maybe, maybe that's maybe. tomorrow show. Then. Maybe, 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 it is. maybe we'll plug it in. Uh, <laughs> all right. There you go. Tyler Mulek said, Ovi's trying to break the record. So I don't think Washington's going to move Koozie. I don't know how close Ovi and Koozie really are. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just think, I think they're, they want to freshen things up there. And they need someone who can be a one C because Backstrom's not that guy anymore. No, he's not, unfortunately. Yeah. Great player. Have you seen the debates online about Phil the Thrill? Hall of Fame case? Yeah. There's also the Petrangelo one, which I think Petrangelo's is, legit. is legit. Yeah, I think that's probably. Does he not have Olympic true. golds? He has one Olympic gold. He won World in, Juniors. He won in too. 2010. He was the captain of the World Juniors team. Is he part of the three? Triple Gold Club? He probably is. Yeah, he must be. Two two uh, Stanley Cups, captain on one of the teams. He's a Hall of Famer, bro. Yeah, I don't think that's even really. He's been a top pairing defenseman for like almost a decade now. What was it? Is he a first round pick, right? Yeah, was he not first overall? Fourth overall. Fourth, yeah. Fourth overall in 08. Um, I keep clicking the wrong link. I keep wanting to find his elite prospects so I can see if he's a member of the Triple Gold Club. There There we go. go. Found it. Let the screen load. Internet's cooperating today, Liam. Uh, Did he win the Triple Gold? Should be at the top. It's at the top? Yeah, they have the little trophies. Oh, yeah. World Junior Gold, Olympic Gold, World Cup. So not World Championship, World Cup. Mm, uh, so he's not quite a member of the Triple Gold Club. Yeah, he's been around a ton. Two rings, three NHL All-Stars. It's not really a debate, is it? He's How old is he? 33? 33. So he's going to do this for another three years, and he's a Hall of Famer in my books. Yeah. Fail a thrill? I say no. 
How about the top 10 of this draft? Fill the thrill. I say no. Yeah, I just, I don't know. He's Was right he that. ever a top 10 player in the league for a sustained amount of time? Maybe for like two years. But not long enough for me. Yeah. On a, but again, on those Toronto teams, he was with garbage. So like maybe we got to cut him some slack. Yeah, maybe you got to appreciate what he actually did more than where he kind of lined up. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Maybe. Yeah. I don't think it's... But like, also the whole like three rings thing. Well, he play carried much. Pittsburgh in one of them. Yeah, HBK line was sick. But in this one, I don't really look at this one. Like he did his whole... I thought it was hilarious when he was like, Three-time champ. Toronto said I couldn't do it. Like, suck it kind of thing. Um, that was awesome. It was funny, but I was, I was like, dude, you're a healthy scratch like the bulk of the playoffs. Yeah. Like, not taking anything away from Phil. And again, I think he's great. But uh, the top 10 in 08. Stamkos. Nice. Doughty. Oh, Bogosian. Okay. All right. Atlanta lost their team, though, so they had bigger issues. Petrangelo. Sick. Luke Shen. Still a leaf. Yep. <laughs> and then Columbus. The, like, the draft just falls off in such a way. For the rest of the top 10, Nikita Filatov. Uh, how many games did he play? <laughs> 53. How bad? Colin Wilson, career bottom sixer. Yeah. Mikhail Bodker, actually, somehow played 700 games, was decent at some points. Josh Bailey, 1,000 games all with the Islanders. That actually is good. Yeah, and impressive. then Cody Hodgson. But it's so funny how you Cody look at the, Hodgson. Look at the top. It's like, boom, Stamkos, Doughty, Petrangelo. Yeah. Filatov, Bodker, <laughs> sick. Was it? Well, do you know what? At least if you're Columbus and you're looking like, damn, like who did we miss on? Colin Wilson, you know, like yeah, it's not yeah. like there's an absolute stud just hanging there. I was like looking look at back. the best late round picks from the drafts as well. Jason Demers was picked in the last round. Ended up playing 700 games Good that year. Him. It's like yeah. it's like uh, Jesper Bratt was a sixth round pick, and he's like at twenty four. He's sick. How yeah. did every team misread that dude? Just kind of kind of wow. crazy what you can find in a draft. The Oilers might have one in Petrov. Maybe the Oilers might. Uh, Spurgeon and Atkinson went in the sixth round that year. Uh, the Oilers took Timo Hartikainen in that round. Uh, they took Philip Cornette in the fifth. Absolute banger of a pick. <laughs> Johan Motin in the fourth. He played exactly one NHL game in the second round that year. Edmonton did not have a selection. What the hell were they spending second rounders on in, in 2018? And they did take Jordan Everly in the first round there. So. Do you remember that Philippe Cornette? I remember when he got called up to the others and it was like, this guy has been clicking with everybody in Oklahoma. The guys love him. He's going to come up. He's going to be a top six winger. Did he get a goal? Maybe two. I have no idea. It was a great era, the Philip Kona era. Oh, there you go. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Jay will probably stop. Actually, no, Jay might still be in Toronto. He might be not. Oh, he's not here. Maybe we'll get bag milk or something, do a little round table action. The bro down. Most assists yeah. in the draft, Eric Carlson. Oh, yeah. He was in the middle of that first round. Eh? R- Roman Yossi, 38th overall. John, what a draft for D men. Carlson, Carl, like John Carlson as well. Yeah. Drew Doughty, Roman Yossi, Petrangelo, Spurgeon, Virgin. Brody. Tyler Myers. Myers had a good career. Johan Moten. Jake Gardner. Hey, good <laughs> Jake Gardner has played 640 games in the NHL and hasn't played for like three years. He was in that <laughs> Leafs team forever, man. Yes. Um, all right. That's a wrap on today's show. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, we'll do something. I don't know. Short for giant offseason question. Betway other sports report. AMA travel trade machine. Player grade for Star Mechanical. All that good stuff on a Friday edition of Oilers Nation every day. Every weekday. Noon Mountain Time. Don't miss it. Hit the like button before you go. We'll chat tomorrow.